What's going on, everyone? It's the weekend once again. Christmas is coming up fast, and I hope you have all your shopping and traveling done and out of the way so you can spend time with your loved ones and make memories that you and your family will remember for years to come. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about overdoses. Not only what an overdose is, but how it actually affects the body and what we can do in the medical field to reverse the effects of an overdose. After we get the mechanics of an overdose out of the way, I'm going to share my most recent overdose call with you, so stick around and listen to that. You know the drill. We'll hear a quick message from our sponsor, then we will start talking about overdoses. So, like I said, we're going to talk about overdoses. Now, most, not all, but most of the overdoses you will see in EMS are caused by opioids. Some examples of opioids are heroin, which is probably the most likely drug people use when an overdose happens. But you will also see opioids on your ambulance. My department uses fentanyl and morphine for pain management if the patient needs it, and those are classified as opioids. So opiates are classified as pain management or pain relief drugs. So what an opioid does is it attaches itself to the opioid receptors, which then blocks the neurological signals from the brain that says, hey, you're in pain. Along with blocking out the pain, it also reduces your respiratory rate. And the respiratory rate and heart rate work simultaneously with one another. Think about it. What happens when you're working out or you're going for a run? Your respiratory rate increases. You breathe faster, which then leads to your heart rate also increasing. Your pulse rate goes up. So they work together. Now, if you're mechanically inclined, you can think of it as two gears next to each other. When one gear spins faster, the other gear follows and matches its speed. Now, if you overdose on an opioid, so overdose, you take too much, your respiratory rate decreases, and it decreases to a point which leads you into respiratory arrest, so you stop breathing, and then when you stop breathing, it leads you into cardiac arrest. And cardiac arrest is how an overdose kills you. So how do we, as EMS, combat opioid overdoses? Well, we carry a drug called naloxone hydrochloride, or better known by the brand name of Narcan. But how does Narcan reverse the effects of an opioid overdose? Narcan has a higher affinity than an opiate. So Narcan displaces the opiate off the receptor And once enough receptors have been cleared of the opiates, the person's respiratory rate increases, causing the person to begin breathing again, thus reversing the effects of an overdose. And you will be amazed at how fast Narcan works. I mean, it is almost instantaneous. But Narcan will only work on an opioid overdose. So, now that we have an understanding of what an opioid 
overdose is, how the overdose happens, and how we reverse those effects, it's story time. So two weeks ago, we get a call out about around 11 p.m. for an overdose. From where we were responding from, I think it was about a 10 to 12 minute response time. Now, along with my ambulance being dispatched, our supervisor was also dispatched. The supervisor is a paramedic and he drives a pickup truck. So they get to scenes faster than an ambulance does. And on every overdose call, the sheriff's office also responds. So I'm driving code two, which again for us is lights and sirens. Uh, we get an update from dispatch and dispatch tells us cardiac arrest, CPR in progress, CPR instructions are being given over the phone. At that time, the fire department is also dispatched and the fire station they were coming from was only about three minutes away from the scene. Like I said before, uh, the fire department doesn't go on any medical calls unless we call them or it's a cardiac arrest. So cardiac arrest came over and the fire department got dispatched. As we pull up to the scene, the fire department, our supervisor, and a couple of deputies are already on scene and inside the house working on the patient. We grab our equipment and get inside the house. The supervisor has told us that he had already administered two milligrams of Narcan via nasal atomizer, which got the patient breathing again, but she was still unresponsive. And one of the firefighters was in there assisting her breathing with a BVM. So my partner and I, we dropped a bilateral 20-gauge IVs. And my partner, who was the paramedic, administered one more milligram of Narcan through the IV. So this patient had a total of three milligrams of Narcan. And probably within three minutes of that last milligram, uh, she sat up. She started talking. She was very diaphoretic, very confused, and was shaking. But all of that is to be expected after an overdose. So, get her outside onto the onto the stretcher. And while we were wheeling her to the ambulance, you know, she was asking us, you know, where where did her friends go? Uh, did you see my friends? You know, what happened to them? And the three friends she showed up with had basically left her to die on some random stranger's kitchen floor. Now, if that stranger did not call 911 and didn't do CPR, that girl would be dead. No ifs, ands, or buts, she would be dead. Now, in, in the back of the ambulance, she admitted to us that she did shoot up heroin she had no clue what city she was in, and, you know, she, she had no idea where her friends went. And, you know, after the deputies were done talking to her, you know, the deputies want to figure out where she got the drugs from, how much she took, you know, if, if it was laced with anything, you know, is it po police questions, basically. So when they were done, we convinced her to go to the hospital with us. She didn't want to go, but we finally convinced her. And we drive her up there. After we get her out of the ambulance and into the hospital, we move her from the stretcher 
to the hospital bed, and she asks us, was I dead? And to me, it's, it's so funny to me that people always ask this. Every overdose I've been on, you know, every patient's asked me the same question. And to me, it, it seems like they know the risks. They know what could happen, but they just don't care. And my answer to her was, yeah, you were fucking dead. And you are very lucky that there was a stranger there to help you because your douchebag friends left you. Now, the sad thing is she is going to go back to the same group of people. She will most likely shoot heroin again. And she's not going to turn her life around. People always revert back to what is normal for them and and what they know. But I really hope that this is a wake-up call for her and that she does change her life. You know, people always, in the moment, they're always regretful of what they did and they will say anything just to get you off their back. But reality is they will... You can call them repeat offenders, I guess, but they will they will repeat this cycle and just keep doing it and doing it until one day they basically die and we can't save them. But as always, don't forget to rate this podcast on whichever listening platform you listen on. It's only going to help this podcast grow. Check me out on Instagram at emt underscore life underscore podcasts. Let me know some of your overdose stories, what you've seen how you've handled it, and, you know, that's where you can interact with not only me on Instagram, but everyone else who listens to this podcast, and we can give in-depth discussions on any topic or subject and learn from one another, because that's what this job is. This job is nothing but continuous learning. But as usual, everyone stay safe, catch you on the next one, and God bless.